The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. The college football voice of the South. That would be us. DT in the house, and thank goodness for that. DT, our engineer and our producer on today's show. So there'll be no talk of Christmas lights, installing those in yards and inside the home. Don't want to upset anybody. And you can listen to the show and the uh, the station on many different platforms. Uh, 680 AM, we've got 93.7 FM. Streaming at 680thefan.com, and that's driven by Beaver Toyota of coming Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Let them wow you. And the 10 o'clock hour on 680 The Fan presented by the Haug Baron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. Let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Oh, yeah, the big take. You know, this is one of my favorite segments of the show. The big take. The story of the day. The story that just can't wait. And let's get it started today with the big take. The word is out, folks. College football playoff committee values Ohio State over Alabama. As the recent rankings were dropped last night. And with the body of work complete for both teams... Ohio State and Alabama not playing in the championship weekend. The committee chair admitted their evaluation will not change by Sunday afternoon when the final rankings come out and the four teams are announced. Now, Reese tried to get Boo Corrigan. He hit him hard with this. Will anything change from this point until Sunday afternoon? Uh, Boo uh, wasn't really uh, anxious to go there, by the way. For the Alabama Crimson Tide to get in, both TCU and USC will have to lose on this championship weekend. I believe, if that happened, that a one-loss Ohio State team would be valued over a one-loss TCU team, and Ohio State would be the three seed. I also believe a two-loss Alabama team would be valued over a two-loss USC Trojan team. And Alabama would be the four seed, setting up a showdown between Georgia and Alabama and the national semifinal right here in the ATL. Now, that is Alabama's only path to the playoffs. 
They need both TCU and USC go down this weekend and not look good losing. That's what Alabama needs. And you know what? I would not be surprised to see USC and TCU both lose this weekend. College football never seems to disappoint, especially providing us with drama at the end of the regular season. And now let me tell you what the fear is outside the Deep South. And we spend a lot of time talking Deep South college football on this show. The fear outside of the Deep South is that Alabama gets in the playoffs, that the SEC would get two teams in the playoff, and that Alabama would become the first two-loss team to get into the playoffs. That is the fear. It's the fear out west. It's the fear up north. It's the fear in middle America. It's the fear in the northeast. Only in the deep south does the college football fan want to see Alabama and or the SEC with two teams in the college football playoff. But it is pretty obvious at this point in time, and I believe the committee, they, they want to have a little bit of wiggle room. But right now, heading into this championship weekend, it's pretty obvious that the committee putting Ohio State 5 and Alabama 6, that's not good, good news for Alabama unless both teams lose that we've been talking about. Let's hear from the committee chair. He's a guy named Boo Corrigan. There's four teams in front of them that are still playing games that, that we need to go through as we go through this weekend. And, and again, coming out of this week, as we looked at Ohio State and, and the wins that they have over Notre Dame and Penn State, you look at Alabama and their big wins are over Texas and Mississippi State. They got a couple games where they also play close, two close losses. But again, in the minds of the, of the committee, we came back to Ohio State at five and Alabama at six. Yeah, that's that guy named Boo. Uh, Boo, uh, I was watching the rankings come down, and one of my sons, totally into college football, was standing next to me, and he said, that guy doesn't seem real smart. Hey, it's time for you to take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content. Imagine that. As you get to decide what we talk about, call in now at 404-231-1680. The number is presented by my great friends at Infinity of Gwinnett Satellite Boulevard, Duluth. Empower the talk empower the drive and we will have that in the final segment of the show coming up a little later in the hour right now though let's get back to the college football scene mm, tasty time for the college football nugget presented by your locally owned and operated ace hardware find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com all right i checked in with my georgia tech insider i've got more than one of those you know Checked in with one of my uh, sources from Georgia Tech, and I simply just asked the question, are you happy with the hire of Brent Key? And I got a one-word answer. Yeah, can I guess what the answer was? Sure. Yes. Uh, no. Really? It was absolutely. Okay, yeah, good. All right, even stronger. Very absolutely good. Absolutely with an exclamation point. The Tech people are thrilled with Jay Batt, the new athletic director, they, they were had this flirtation going on with some guy named Willie Fritz, who's down at Tulane. 
They were flirting with Fritz. There were some that believed that they were close to a deal with Fritz. And there were a lot of Georgia people, uh, Georgia Tech people, a little upset with Tech flirting with Fritz. But all is well as Georgia Tech has hired one of their own, Brent Key. And Jay Bat in a media release, said that Georgia Tech conducted an exhaustive national search for a new head coach. And Jay Bad admitted that he had observed firsthand Coach Key's leadership, passion, energy, and care for student-athletes, the football program, and the Institute. And at the end of the search, this exhaustive search, and the flirtation with the guy named Willie Fritz, it was clear to Jay Bad that Brent Key was the best choice. We could have told him that before the exhaustive search. What a waste of money. Brent Key joins William Alexander, who lived back in the uh, 1910, 1912 era. Bill Fulcher, Pepper Rogers, and Bill Curry as the only Tech alumnus to become the head football coach. Now, Brent Key, no time to celebrate. He's got to hit the ground in a full sprint. There are four things he's got to get done. Number one, he's got to get to work on this 2023 recruiting class. He's got to salvage this thing. I mean, now these recruits, they know who the Georgia Tech head coach is. And Brent Key has got to be at ten places at the same time. I mean, he needs... Uh, like uh, triplets. So he's got two other Brent Keys out there, or Keys out there recruiting for him. He's got to get to work right now. Tech number 57 nationally, 24 7 sports rating this current recruiting class. And I'll tell you what, in three weeks, most of these kids are going to be signing. All right, number two for Brent Key. It's time to alter the coaching staff. Now, look, I'd, I'd be stunned if he kept the coaching staff the same because this is Jeff Collins' coaching staff. I believe that he would love to keep Chip Long on as the offensive coordinator. Not sure about the defensive coordinator, Andy Thacker. Uh, Chris Winkie apparently, uh, you know, is doing a legitimate job at the quarterback coach. He's got a name that would help him recruit a little bit. But look for uh, Brent Key to alter the coaching staff in the coming days. Number three, it's time to jump into the transfer portal. I believe that opens December the 5th. And then number four, Brent Key has got to help get out and sell and promote the Yellow Jacket football program. Do you know Georgia Tech has only 8,000 season ticket holders? 8,000. Reportedly, the Athletic Association is in big-time debt. So Brent Key, part of his job as being the new head football coach at this moment in time is to get the Georgia Tech fan base and alumni and the boosters excited about the Georgia Tech football program and willing to fund a program that is in a little bit of debt right now. So Brent Key, congratulations. You know, I've been saying for weeks now that he was the best fit for Georgia Tech and Look, I understand the tech people probably not excited to hear a Georgia guy telling tech who they should be hiring. But I think I had this one right. Congratulations, Brent Key. You deserved it, and you got it.
And there's your nugget today. All right, coming up next on the show, man, no time to waste. We've got Chris Mortensen's going to hang like he does every Wednesday on the show as we run through the National Football League. And then a special guest coming up at 1035 on the Bulldog Roundtable. You're going to hear my uh, homie and Georgia Tech legend, Super Bowl champion Malcolm Mitchell coming up in the Bulldog Roundtable. It's the Blue Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hanging out on the Buck Blue Show. Here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your day's off to a great start. Final day of November today. We move on to December. And we're going to hook you up on the Buck Baloo Show right now. We've got a four-pack of tickets to the Yolly Jolly Christmas with Chris Young, Cole Swindell, Tyler Hubbard, Haley Witters, and 2022 CMA Female Vocalist of the Year, Lainey Wilson. Concert coming up Thursday, December the 8th at Gas, uh, Gas South Arena in Duluth, 680. And the Buck Baloo Show are hooking you up with four tickets to see five country music superstars together on one stage. We'll give those away right now at 404-231-1680, the number. To purchase tickets, go to AXS.com and search Jolly. And we'll hook you up with those right now. Let's see, Wednesday, 10, 20. Oh, my goodness, it's time for my man, Chris Morton. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. That's right, ESPN's Chris Mortensen, 680 The Fan's truest on up. NFL insider joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. And Mort with the Falcons sort of nosediving right now. Not as much talk going on about the Falcons making the playoffs this year as we get ready to see the Steelers this weekend. No, there's not. But I will point this out. Is do you realize we have more than one-third of the football season left in the NFL? Seems like we're winding back. down. Yeah, well, it's a 17-game season, but... We have six games left, which is really a little bit more than a third of the season. And so, listen, the idea is that you play meaningful games in December and hopefully January. You know, the tough loss against uh, the Commanders, the interception was kind of crushing. But here come the Steelers, uh, a team that the Falcons should beat, in my opinion. And, uh, and, you know, we all know the other teams in the NFC South are struggling. 
So I just think that, you know, yeah, it's clearly there's been disappointments, but uh, I, I, like I just said, there's a lot of meaningful games left, and this is one of them. More than I was saying yesterday that, look, the Falcons, you know, a lot of the fans, you know, they're so focused on making the playoffs as if that's the end all because, you know, I'm a little different. I want to see my team, the Falcons, make the playoffs and do some damage when they get there, and we're not right. at that point right now. Mort, when you're talking to these NFL folks and the topic of the Falcons, when it does come up, what what kind of things do you hear? Uh, well coached. Uh, they play hard, uh, still still has some roster uh, needs, like which they often is followed by just like we do. Uh, but, but bottom line is that the first thing that really comes out is that they're well coached, fundamentally sound, and you know there you know there's, there's there's admiration for Marcus Mariota, but they do believe that eventually the Falcons will have to upgrade there, and uh, but. Impressed that the offensive line has performed at a higher level than perception going in. Uh, those are among the, you know, and it's, it's a physically tough and a smart football team is is what I've heard. So Arthur Smith uh, gets gets a little bit of uh, support around the league when, when the Falcons' name comes up. So it looks like he is. Uh, He's off a good first, uh, initially a good start for Arthur Smith in his first two years. Yeah. I think so, and I agree with you. It's nice to make the playoffs, and if you had a true rookie quarterback, get him some experience and just to feel what it's like because uh, everything is a little bit faster and uh, the, the, the pressure is more. But bottom line is you want to get there and you want to be able to, to compete. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's very favorable in terms of how teams feel or how other teams feel about uh, the Falcons, I'm talking about, mostly we're talking about front office people, a couple coaches. Uh, it's, it's a favorable review. Morton, I got a kick out of this OBJ story. In and out of consciousness, kicked off the flight. I know I've never been thrown off a flight, and I'm, I'm guessing you haven't either. And my first thought when I saw the story is, is OBJ, he'd be a great fit for the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. He, yes, he would. It was going to be really interesting because I do know, you know, listen, he's visiting Buffalo Friday. Uh, he's going to visit Cowboys on, uh, you know, on, on Monday. And what was the other team he just visited? I, I, either way. He's trying to get to L.A., he, wasn't he? He's, he's kind of crossed L.A. off the list. Yet. I right. would have swore this this was a done deal with L.A. Uh, but it, They're out but of it contention. Isn't. But Jerry Jones and OBJ, yes, it, it's, it, it's the star on the helmet. But here's one interesting thing. You know, last week when Vaughn Miller hurt his knee in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, uh, immediately his friend Odell Beckham Jr. tweeted, get rid of turf. And so, you know, I think there's a couple grass teams lying in the weeds, <laughs> so to speak, and maybe the Ravens, maybe the Chiefs. I don't think on the Chiefs. But otherwise, I think a lot of people are hoping this marriage comes true. Uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jerry just to see what happens. Mort, I can't wait to see what happens in Houston as Deshaun Watson's back after the 11-game suspension. I can't remember the last time I saw him play football. I think it was a couple of years ago. And yeah, reportedly, a, you got 10 of these accusers showing up. I mean, what are they going to do, pick it outside the stadium? 
I think so. We know they're going to get a lot of media attention. Uh, what's interesting is, uh, as you know, Houston Texans have been in the dumps here for uh, even the Sean's last season there. And so, so the fan base has had a lot of apathy. But this game, I'm interested to see if fans show up, buy tickets, just so they can uh, express their feelings. Because so they're not going to be positive and warm feelings. I can guarantee you that. And yes, the women, uh, some of the women are, are going to be there. And it's kind of like, you, you know, when, when the schedule was made, you know, certainly they, uh, the schedule makers knew that Deshaun Watson was going to be a Cleveland Brown and they, and they had to play at Houston anyway. So, but did they realize it was going to be his first game back in action? No, they didn't. So this will be interesting. Yeah, and look, I I think as as far as the Texans go, their management they're, they're part of this this issue here. Uh, Self inflicted wounds, uh, poor yeah, leadership down there is the best I can tell. Uh, no question about it. I mean, you know, and that usually goes from the owner uh, on down to the front office there. What about Aaron Rodgers, Mort? I saw Chris Canty questioning his motives for wanting to get out and play with those injured ribs against the Bears this weekend, and. Got a lot of people want to see more of Jordan Love. Yeah, Chris Candy pulls no punches. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to see Jordan Love? Listen, if, if you take Aaron Rodgers at his word, which is uh, until they're mathematically eliminated, you know, and if you can possibly play, you play. And I think that's actually the right the right approach. And, and, and I'd, it would be just disappointing if he didn't want that. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, there's desire to see a little bit more of Jordan Love. I mean, but uh, I think that you're paying the guy $50 million plus, uh, and he should play. You know, that's, that's my feeling. He should play until uh, they're out of it. Mort, I was uh, checking out uh, Matt Ryan, the Cowboys. Uh, I'm sorry, the Colts playing uh, just Saturday. I just, uh, you know, the inability for any of these coaches to handle, you know, the clock management part of the game. I'm just stunned that you're sitting there with three timeouts and you're not using any of those at the end of the game. And then Troy Aikman sounded like he's got a vendetta against Matt Ryan, totally slamming the guy, even when they were coming back in the second half. What's going on? Yeah, Listen, I, I don't understand that because uh, obviously Matt was hoping to walk into a better situation. I think that the Colts believe they had a better situation, especially with their offensive line, which we see is not working. Uh, I see receivers on the team that aren't separating. I don't. I haven't talked to Troy personally about it. Uh, I think he, I think in some ways, remember Troy retired before, I, I think, even at an age before Matt is right now, or about the same time. He kind of basically was suggesting he's, you know, this type of quarterback can't move around, doesn't really work. But, you know, whether Troy's just, you know, expressing his honest opinion or there's something else there. I can't imagine there would be something else there. Yeah, he's criticizing him, and Matt Ryan's uh, surprising us all, running for like 50 yards on one of those scrambles. But, <laughs> no, yeah. that's right. And, and then their win uh, against the Raiders a couple of weeks ago, he ran for 19 yards on a big play. But, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, as far as coaches and time management, it's not just inexperienced coaches. Sometimes it's experienced coaches, and, and it makes you scratch your head. But, you know what? They have 25 people on staff to tell them what to do, and and that may be one of the problems. By the way, I'm I'm, I'm sitting on the couch saying, "Call a timeout." I, 
I just don't get it. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, Mort, trust you had a great Thanksgiving. Family got together. Uh, Yeah, well, well, part of the part. Obviously, our son was at is at Alabama, so he was getting ready for uh, for the Iron Bowl. So we we didn't get to have him. Well, I'm. I was uh, at the top of the show. I don't think Alabama's out of this thing yet. Uh, it might take TCU uh, and USC losing this weekend to get it done, but it's still a little yeah, bit Ohio of hope. State's in, Ohio State's in good position, and, you know, it's like this. You uh, you know the old saying, you, you make a bed, you got to sleep in it. So it is what uh, it is, as the cliche goes. Mort, you're awesome. We love you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, same there. Chris Bye. Mortensen. Every Wednesday on the Buck Baloo Show, can we take a call right now? We've got Steve's been hanging on. He wants to talk about tech hiring Brent Key. And I believe, Steve, you're pretty happy with the hire, aren't you? Yeah, uh, Buck, I believe I called you uh, last week or the week prior, and I called in saying we need to hire Brent Key. You know, there was a lot of rumors about Chadwell out of Coastal Carolina, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien, Alabama. And I said, you know, he's won the respect of uh, all the players. And two things I want to point out. Uh, the first thing is, uh, when Collins was there, you could tell that nobody was buying his BS. All the players, you know, were tuned out, and then as soon as Key came in, they knew somebody was in the battle with him, that all, all, all Key cared about was the players. And that's one thing that I knew, that when Fritz was offered the job supposedly this past weekend, all the players came to Key's back, and I really think that had a big impact on Cabrera and Pat giving him the job. And then the other one is, the biggest compliment that I've received here lately about Key is from you Georgia fans. All the Georgia fans have been calling in to me and telling me that, you know, Key scared us for three uh, three quarters uh, this past Saturday. He's the most prepared, most disciplined, and they really know they've got somebody there at Tech with uh, Brent Key. And a good recruiter, too, and they're going to need that. Steve, we appreciate you listening and coming on the show today. And have you heard about our podcast? I'm sure you have. We're promoting this a lot, it seems, and for good reason. We've got an array of incredible football podcasts for the college and pro seasons that have been going on. I've got Buck's Beat, and you can find it at The Podcast Park, and it's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. This week, episode 76, I've got Malcolm Mitchell will join me, uh, my homeboy from Valdosta, and also a Georgia Bulldog legend. And a Super Bowl champion. I don't like to bring that up because you remember the 28-3 to thing. And Malcolm was a part of that. But uh, that's going to drop later this afternoon. Episode 76, Bucks Beat with my man Malcolm Mitchell. You can find all of our incredible podcasts from the Perch, a Falcons podcast, to uh, you know the Chuck Oliver. We got uh, all these different podcasts. You can get those wherever it is you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify. Uh, you can find uh, those there, and hope you'll check that out. Let's get to the uh, top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top Five. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Buck. We got a deep south for the most part top five here, I as, love as, it. as typical on the uh, love it on the Buck Blue Show. All right, Buck. Uh, the big news coming out uh, in the last uh, what the last day or two. Hugh Freeze back at all or is at Auburn now. What should his first 
move be as the new uh, Auburn head coach? There's four teams in front of them. Oop, that was wrong. Uh, to hire Carnell Williams, which he's done. Yeah. Now the enough. the next first move he should make is Call find hookers. A really no. good defensive coordinator. Hopefully he's past the hooker thing. But he's, he's, he's an offensive guy, right? He's handling the offense. So who's going to run his defense for him? This is huge. Now, some names are floating around. Charles Kelly is a guy to keep an eye on. He is the defensive backfield safety coach at Alabama. And he's also a former Auburn player who's got a ton of experience in the deep south. Freeze. The next move should be getting a defensive coordinator. Could it be Gary Patterson? Long regarded as one of the top defensive minds in college football. That would be a great gift He's for Auburn, a special right? assistant with the Texas Longhorns. So there's another hmm. name to keep an eye on here. Okay. Yeah, obviously a huge hire for Auburn uh, or for Hugh Freeze there at Auburn to uh, compliment his staff. All right, Buck, since the regular season has ended there in the SC, what's the least surprising move you've seen so far? That Mark Stoops, the Kentucky head coach, fired his offensive coordinator. The least surprising thing. I mean, very well, underwhelming. We all should have seen this yeah. one coming down the road in the bluegrass state. So he hires Rich uh, Scangarello, all right, and he comes in from the National Football League. First year on the job, and they average the fewest points in the SEC, 22 measly points per game for Kentucky. Gone! See you, pal. Head on back to the National Football League. Yeah, we thought that was going to be one of the more balanced uh, offensive attacks in all the well, SEC. Well, the offensive line stunk. That That's big blue wall they like to talk about wasn't a wall at all. Uh, running back was suspended with that DUI charge during the offseason. The quarterback, who's highly regarded by some, he's a turnover machine, Will Levis. Receivers were awful. The entire offense for Kentucky was terrible. Yeah, basketball as, uh, season. Charles Barkley would say. <laughs> Basket, speaking of basketball, or speaking of Charles Barkley, basketball season started real early up there in Lexington this year. I went to his home over the weekend, Leeds, Alabama. Sir Charles? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. All right, but stretching outside the big south or the, the deep south, the college football playoff uh, committee, the big six, uh, talking to the Rose Bowl. Is the Rose Bowl too arrogant? They're going to make the right decision about apparently a deadline coming up? Yeah, there's a deadline of today, reportedly, okay. to get in line and join the group as far as the expanded college football playoff format in 2024. And they right now are trying to leverage their situation. Hmm. They want everything they've always had. The time slot on New Year's Day that everybody's going to tune into the Rose Bowl at 5 o'clock Eastern time. So they're trying to leverage that. They're reluctant to give up that window and all the money that goes along with it. But I'll tell you what, they better get in line in a hurry by the end of the business day today or they're going to be excluded. That would be shocking. And that would be sad for uh we're college football. Too, uh, they're too arrogant. Yeah, I mean, and, and it is, they think they're special, and it is it is a special bowl, the granddaddy of them all, but I mean, you know, you're not that much more special than I don't think that parade's that special, really. <laughs> the game itself maybe lost a little bit of, lux, uh, of luster, but everybody said it's such a great experience. But anyways, Buck, moving on, staying out west. Simply put, does anybody want the Stanford job? Well, of course they do. We just don't hear about it here in the deep south. Oh, okay. David Shaw, gone. Gone. Derek Mason, I believe, would be a really good pick. Okay. He's the uh, Oklahoma State defensive coordinator, highly thought of. Experience at a, at an intellectual school. Man, doing a little research. I saw Bill O'Brien's name thrown in there, the Alabama offensive coordinator. 
Also, Chris Peterson, who's a big name out uh, on the left coast, yeah. former UW head coach, Boise State. He's a Fox analyst right now. Keep an eye on him. Well, that is interesting. Well, ho- hopefully we can get Stanford back to a little Woo. bit of prominence. Uh, one more, though, Buck. What's the latest with uh, Trent Dilfer? You know, I've been seeing this uh, promo on TV about him coaching Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. High school team. He had a suit on, and he was talking in front of the team and talking about how special it was going to be playing for him. He doesn't lack any confidence, Trent Dilfer. But as I understand it right now, UAB is about to hire Trent Dilfer to be their next head coach over in Birmingham. That news is starting to circulate around in about this morning. Trent Dilfer, new head coach at UAB. Wow. Right when I was going to get ready to watch this, you know, high school show that he's got working. Woo, that's done. Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. All right, we got the SEC championship game coming up Saturday afternoon, downtown Atlanta, Georgia, and LSU going at it. And as I mentioned with my podcast, Bucks Beat, I've got Malcolm Mitchell on this week and wanted to give you a slice of that interview in the Bulldog Roundtable today. It's me and Malcolm talking about the LSU-Georgia game. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 680 joins me now malcolm uh, how about this george bulldog team as you see it you feel like they got a really good shot of running this thing back doing the back-to-back national title thing man i think they have a great shot to be honest with you i think they have a great shot they've been playing well they have uh came to every game prepared they're undefeated they have uh, ro- rose to the occasion and executed at a high level in big moments that's what a championship team does LSU's quarterback with an ankle problem, a little sprained. Uh, Jaden Daniels is a guy that I've, I've tracked since high school, really enjoyed his style of play, being a dual-threat quarterback, could hurt you with his legs. I would imagine, Malcolm, with a sprained ankle, being in a boot early in the week, that he's not going to be a guy looking to run on Saturday. Uh, what do you make of this? What do you expect to see out of Jaden Daniels? suffered a few sprayed ankles during my playing times and it's not easy to come back from those they linger and they hang around and one cut or one tackle can inflame that that area again so i think he'll be pretty stationary i think he will attempt to move around because that's the nature of his game but once his ankle reminds him of the trauma that it's facing he'll slow down and he'll have to rely on another skill set to be successful. LSU with a very talented wide receiver core. Uh, Boutte is... is they uh, always had great receivers, though. You know? Wide receiver you? Yeah, I'm not going to give them that, even though they, in the last 10 years, they put out some great receivers. Um, but 
I mean, the receiver can't do anything until the quarterback throws in the ball. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I would imagine what you want to do where well, you got a quarterback that's probably not going to be uh, running around. He's going to be in the pocket. Got to get some pressure on him. Try to limit the impact that these talented wide receivers can make. You know, get to the quarterback before he can get the ball to the talented wide receivers. Well, I'll give their coaching staff some credit, too. They're pretty savvy guys. And to be honest with you, Buck, the thing that will probably happen, we'll see a lot of quick game. Three-step drops, slants, eight-yard stop routes, flat routes, trying to get the ball in their playmaker's hands and trying to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands as quick as possible because he is facing that injury. Let's talk about the Georgia wide receivers for a second. Stetson Bennett, in my opinion, has been outstanding this season, and it's been without his go-to guy. A.D. Mitchell has battled this high ankle sprain all season long, and Arian Smith, another dangerous receiver that, you know, injuries have held him back. But uh, Lad McConkey stepped up. Kiaris Jackson, I believe, is a guy that can make some plays for you. Just this wide receiver group alone, what do you make of them? I think they're a good team. I think Georgia's offense, especially their wideouts, have been plagued with injury. Blaylock just got back this season, I believe. McCarkey has been pretty healthy and very productive. As you stated, A.D. Mitchell is out. But, you know, they've been effective. In my opinion, Stetson deserves deserve to be in the Heisman conversation. Because they are the reigning champs, and it looks like they're making a push to go back there. In uh, any other situation, we would not be having a dispute about the quality of quarterback. But in this one, we seem to. I also will mention that Georgia has some fantastic uh, tight ends that line up as receivers periodically to make plays as well. So I think they're a good overall team. And Stetson is leading the charge as the quarterback. And you know that better than all of us. All right, you can hear the entire interview on my podcast, Bucks Beat, episode 76. will drop later this afternoon. Malcolm goes on to talk about his relationship with Mark Richt, Bill Belichick, and he has a really good Tom Brady story that he'll share with you, too. Plus, an SEC championship game deep dive, Bucks Beat, dropping later today. We'll come back on the other side, our Infinity of Gwinnett Drive, the content segment. And then the final word, we're going to try to sneak in a little Falcons talk before the end of the show. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. The Buck Blue Show on the fan. 
Got our Infinity of Gwinnett Drive, the content segment. And believe it or not, hey, the fans out there want to hear more, or they want to hear some Braves talk. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Got the Major League Baseball winter meetings getting underway Sunday. That will run through next Wednesday. The executives and the media will they'll have to go to San Diego. I mean, what a tough break that is. Hanging out for a few days. All right, the Braves are going to be busy, too. They've got to continue to figure out plan B if they lose Dansby Swanson. Now, I don't want to be negative, but they better have plan B ready. That's one thing I've learned in my time on Earth. Plan B is probably the most important plan you can have. Uh, They're also going to find or try to find a deal for Marcel Ozuna. Would imagine they'd, they'd like to unload him. Remember a couple of years ago, he signed that four-year, $65 million deal. Well, there are two years and $32 million remaining on the contract. Somebody step up and take him, please. They will also be looking around and talking, trying to acquire a left fielder for the 2023 season. And I'm hearing a lot of this talk or seeing a lot of this talk online about trading Travis Darneau who signed a two-year deal prior to last season, got one year and $8 million remaining on that contract. It seems that they've come around on the idea that it's time for Contreras to take over as the everyday catcher. So the Braves hopefully will be busy trying to get all that solved. Nick and Chris, they've got the Southern Company Business of Sports segment, and you can tune in each week to hear that. It's presented by Southern Company. It's impacting business and the local sports scene. They've got it covered. Presented by Southern Company, building the future of energy in all the communities they serve. And I uh, forgot to mention, too, by the way, my podcast, Bucks Beat, is brought to you by Mickey Himes and the Get Mickey team at Keller Williams. If you're in the Lake Lanier or Homes Up 400 market, Mickey's your guy. Check him out. All right, the final word today, Falcons talk. I've moved past the Falcons trying to make the playoffs. I'm already to the NFL draft, baby. And right now, Falcons are sitting right in the middle of the first round, somewhere around pick number 15. And if they could end the season on a little bit of a losing streak and slide into the top 10, the back end of the top 10, man, you're in the market to get Clemson defensive lineman Brian Breesey. And I believe that is an area the Falcons have to address. Now, Jalen Carter looks like he's going to be a top five pick. So he might be out of reach. But Brian Breesey be a great fit for the Falcons' interior defensive line. I saw on CBS their mock draft. They got the Falcons. And I guess it's predictable. Not so much on CBS. I think it's on the Falcons. They've got the Falcons at 15 taking Jordan Addison, the receiver. And then I saw another one that had him taking Boutte out of LSU. Don't we have enough of these big receivers already? I'm just saying. And there's your final word today on the show. It's going to do it for me. Uh, for Derek Thomas, our producer and engineer on today's show, you're, uh, you're amazing, DT. Absolutely amazing. 
going to do it for me. Back tomorrow. Hope you'll join me then. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Nick and Chris coming up next. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerny? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.